Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hello and welcome to Just Make This Thing, a podcast for people who want to start a thing and keep on making it. Welcome back to 2019 and our first episode of the year. I am your host, Claire Tonti, and today I'm joined by Chanel Luchev. We're going to share some exciting news that Chanel has just found out, and we're going to talk about worrying and about anxiety as we enter into this new year. I find myself at the moment in the current climate we're living in just full of worries a lot and a lot of anxiety. And there is a difference, obviously, between a level of anxiety that we sometimes all feel and a clinical feeling of anxiety that is treated with medication and um, psychology. And and we talk a little bit about the difference here, but I'm just talking about generalised worrying and anxiety. On the 17th of January 2019, so just this year, I discovered someone who is helping me along with those worries that I have, worries for the world and worries for our political climate. Her name was Mary Oliver. You may have heard of her. She's an incredible poet. And when she passed away, there were just hundreds and hundreds of shares across Instagram and Twitter of her wonderful work. But this poem really spoke to me a lot. And I thought, as someone who was out there creating and making, this might just help you. I Worried by Mary Oliver. I worried a lot. Will the garden grow? Will the rivers flow in the right direction? Will the earth turn as it was taught? And if not, how shall I correct it? Was I right? Was I wrong? Will I be forgiven? Can I do better? Will I ever be able to sing? Even the sparrows can do it and I am, well, hopeless. Is my eyesight fading or am I just imagining it? Am I going to get rheumatism, lockjaw, dementia? Finally, I saw that worrying had come to nothing and gave it up and took my old body and went out into the morning and sang. So I am going to take this old body that I have right here at 33 and try and just take it out into the morning and sing. And this wonderful friend of mine, Chanel, who you'll hear today talking with me, often helps me do that. So this is us, our first episode of 2019. A happy, happy new year to you wherever you are out there. And yeah. Talk to you on the flip side. Hello, Chanel. Hi, Claire. Hello. Welcome back. Welcome back to 2019. It is 2019. Oh, my goodness. Look at us go. Look at us go. We're finally here. And sweaty. Oh, mate. Oh, it has been 45 degrees today. And it has been so insane. And you have bought a house with evaporative cooling like ours. And commiserations. You should never have bought that house for the one day of the year where it's 45 degrees in Melbourne. I'm I might so have sorry. just lined the kitchen tiles or something like I did when I was a kid at my parents' place. Oh, I feel like that's quite effective. <laughs> that is, yeah, it's like when the concrete gets wet around a pool mm. and you put your cheek on it. Oh, I feel nice. like as an adult, I'm too, like, there's too many bits now. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's uncomfortable to laugh on yes, my front. It's true. It's true. Yeah, particularly for you now. Yeah. <laughs> How are you surviving in the heat, Frego lady? Yeah, I'm all right. I um, have been pretty lucky that I've had a bit of quite flexible work arrangements. So I've just basically been parked in front of my air conditioner at home. But I did teach yesterday in, what was the weather like? 38 degrees. Yeah, something. it was still really, yeah, which is pretty much 40. It was it's bloody hot. Ridiculous. It was bloody hot. So two, three funny things happened. So uh, if anyone uses Google Maps, you know how sometimes they tell you there's a road and then there isn't one? Yes. <laughs> and I get so annoyed because I think I didn't need to use my brain. I know I, I should have used my brain, but I can't use it anymore for finding places. Mm-hmm. That goes. Well, yeah. that's the thing. And I no longer have a Melway. 
No. Did you say Melway or Melways? I say Melways. It mm. sounded very odd when you said Melway. Yeah, see, this is – I was talking to friends about this and they're like, it's Melways. I'm like, well, it's technically Melway, but I think everybody I know says Melways. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so sorry. Oh, actually, anyone who doesn't live in Melbourne. Yeah, like, what are you terribly specific? It was just we used to have the paper mat mm. of the entire state, which probably they still exist, mm. but it's just that no one uses it now. Mm-hmm. Everyone uses their phones. So Melway, Melbourne Way. Yeah. Then I think in New South Wales it's Sidway, and I would mm. imagine the rest would be something similar. Adway. 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 I feel like that's something that I do for work. <laughs> anyway, tangent. All right. So, so you got lost on I got the way. Lo- well, I didn't get lost. It's just um, the road. road. The roads kept they kept taking me to the back of a school where I was teaching and all of the gates were shut. And I don't know whether they were proper roads oh, or not. James is shutting the door on us. <laughs> Complaining all day, all day. He, that man cannot tolerate any change. He likes like a very specific temperature and like specific fabrics as well. And he does not like to be too hot or too cold. He said to me literally today, he had a meltdown and said, "I spent my childhood being too hot and too cold, and now I'm an adult. I can choose my temperature." I'm like, that is the most privileged thing I've ever heard anyone say. And he's like, I choose my he's like, why do we have a vaporative cold? Yeah, he's just been not coping all day. Oh my god, that's hilarious. <laughs> so the, the, eventually I got there after yes. having to go the long way around and ignore the stupid Google Maps lady who kept telling me to go left when it wasn't possible. <laughs> and then I got there and they took me. Um, so one of our friends um, is the one who teaches these, a, a group of fairly elite swimmers, like teenage girls, and he wanted me to run the classes for them at the campus that they were, had, their, had their camp at. So they're like, oh, here's the dance studio. I walked in and there's a whole bunch of plays from Melbourne Storm in there just stretching. <gasps> and I was like, this room's booked at 4.30. <laughs> and they were like, oh, okay, oh, we thought we had it booked. And I'm like, get out. And I was like, I could really get into trouble here. Yeah, they're like, like big rugby players, right? Yeah. Like really big muscle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, they were super polite and I was just like, mm. Because I had an experience the day before at work when I was teaching um, and the stupid dudes in there, like, just didn't want to get out. And I was like, well, the room's booked. And like, well, sorry, we didn't know. Is there anywhere else we can go? And I was like, I don't know. Get out. So I was a bit more aggressive. Okay. <laughs> and sadly, they were much more polite. <laughs> they were, like, preempting these yeah. old rugby players. They're not going to want to get out of this <laughs> yoga dance studio. <laughs> I'm imagining you going in there being like, my name's Chanel, get out now. And then and all these guys are like, oh, sorry? Oh, is it? Oh, sorry. Sorry. And like leaving politely. Like, pregnant women are really aggressive. Yeah. I know. I felt like when I got pregnant though that I suddenly was like, I am growing a human, therefore all of my insecurities have vanished and I am goddess and everyone will listen to me. I have a human inside me, people. Oh, Move totally, along. Totally get it. Yeah. And then the third thing was, so I taught this class and because it was 38 degrees, there was just a general like a level of sweat dripping down from me the whole time. So, and just mirrors in 360 degrees. Ooh. So I got a full view of how much my body has changed in the last five months. And I was like, well, that was humbling. <laughs> in front of a room of like 14-year-old girls. Yep, yep. Oh. Who, is, who, are, who are essentially like semi-elite athletes and like are the fittest people in the world and not an inch of fat on them. And I'm just like, everybody twist. <laughs> I won't twist, but you can. Chanel's doing a movement because it's an audio medium where she's just like, like holding her arms up like some kind of orange, just like pottering around. Oh, mate, that is horrendous. So the struggle was real yesterday, but then today we had, um, we, I was working from home and we had our 20-week scan and it turns out we're having a lady. Yay! Like when lady. I say lady, I literally mean a lady because she kept her legs closed the entire <laughs> ultrasound. That would have made it very difficult to ask. No, it did. It did. The poor sonographer, she was just like, "Um, look, she's like, I think it's a girl, but I'm really not sure. She's just not interested in showing you her stuff. And I was like, okay. So eventually after like half an hour, then she was like, all right, fine. Yeah. (laughs) 
I was going to make some terrible joke then, but I won't make a terrible <laughs> joke. Showing her, showing us her stuff. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, all right, then you've asked long enough. We're not going to get into a topic. I talk of consent and like things well, like so, that. So here's the interesting thing, right? Um, at the risk of bogarting this conversation, because we actually do have a topic we want to we talk do. about today. I have had just all these interesting thoughts running through my head. Before we found out the sex of the baby, I was convinced. I'm like, I want to have a boy. It'd be nice to have a boy. And then we'd have a boy and it'd be cute and sweet. And then, you know, he'll always love his mum and, you know, and he can play sport with his dad and, yeah, that'll be great. And then we're like, and she's like, no, there's the vagina. And I was like, okay, cool. Um, And so at first I was like in a little bit of shock. But then I was like, yes, this is amazing. (laughs) And I was like, she could be the next Michelle Obama. Oh my, I have the book for you. I was thinking all holidays that I did not give you the book when we left. I'm so sorry. That was fine. We're going away soon, so I'll be taking it from you. Okay, um, excellent. And I'm like, she could be the next president because, of course, we'll be a republic by the time she runs for office. Correct. Correct. And I'm like, she could be a vet. She could be the next Attenborough. This is really exciting, right? So I got really yeah. into it. And then I started listening to um, – this, there's a Spotify playlist called Girls Around the World, which, of course, is Beyonce yeah. the star. But um, so I was getting all excited and then I was like, she's going to have body issues. <laughs> she's going to have to teach yoga in this very specific studio with 360-degree mirrors. And then I was like, oh, what if she meets someone that's not very nice to her and what if she falls in like love with a, like a guy or a girl that's not very kind and... And then I was like, what if she's too soft-natured and she can't stick up for herself? <laughs> so then I got all emotional about, like, all of my fears for this child that hasn't even been born yet. And I was like, you need to, like, calm down, lady. <laughs> <laughs> and then I was like, what if she meets someone like Goran who just adores her and then she's happy and she's in love and then she has her own baby? I'm like, oh. Nice. And then I was like, then I started getting really emotional because I was happy again. So you know what I did? Because I was like, I need to stop this weird emotional Tourette's because I can't go into Claire's house with this all these feelings. That's what my house is for. So you know what I, I play feelings. I can't cope when people say they're fine. Don't tell me that. That's insane. Nobody's fine. That is ridiculous. That's ridiculous. Tell me, are you really happy? Really sad? Have you got many emotions? Are you? Feeling deeply worried about the planet. <laughs> Excited for you. Yeah, anyway. So then, so yeah. then as a reaction, I'm like, I need to get myself out of this funk. So I just put on like really aggressive 90s hip hop. <laughs> I was like, I love it when they call me Big Papa, which is like an notorious B.I.G. song. I was playing it really loudly and all these families are like driving past and they're looking at this like crazy aggressive person in the car. Just like heavily swearing and rapping. Is that this image of you? Because you're in this like really cute like little um, like pregnancy polka dot dress with your curly hair just being like motherfucker. <laughs> like just just rap, rapping and bouncing along. Oh mate. So then I thought to myself, which I think is a nice kind of segue. I think I have a little bit of anxiousness about the situation. <laughs> No, I just snorted. No, Chanel. No, no anxiety. You, no, very calm about the whole thing. Oh, my, I love how you've lived out her whole life story for her. You just find out. yeah, Start to finish. Yeah, exactly. Oh, mate. And because the hardest bit about it, this is the thing with kids, and I, I wonder, I think it would probably be different if I had a girl. Maybe not. I don't know because mm. I have so many fears for my son. <laughs> <laughs> um, but you, the, the most heartbreaking thing about having a child is that you know that if they don't go through hard stuff, they're mm. going to be a terrible person. Yes. Well, exactly. not a terrible person, but they're not resilient. Not resilient. Mm. They're a much better person when they go through difficult things and they get tested and they grow. But I don't want to goddamn see that. You don't, don't want to, you don't want them to have to deal, like you want no. them to have to deal with it without having to actually experience it. Correct. And just know how to cope. <laughs> exactly. Just have the coping mechanism there. Exactly right. Mm. 
like today when I made Play-Doh unsuccessfully <laughs> because like me, I sort of randomly looked at a recipe on my phone and then I didn't want to look at my phone screens, Chanel, <laughs> while I was parenting inside and trying to do like this play school-esque let's make Play-Doh thing. And so then I put my phone away and then I just tried to remember the recipe and then ended up just being like, this is not working. So I just like, and I didn't have, I had self-raising flour and no cream of tartar and the wrong kind of oil. And I was like, I'll just chuck it in and hope for the best. What do you use cream of tartar for other than making Play-Doh? I don't even know what it is. Is it like bicarb? I just use bicarb. I don't know. I have I no know. idea. I don't know why. What's tartar? I don't know. What's cream? It, yeah, it's still a white powder. <laughs> I have no idea. Anyway, I didn't have any of it because I don't understand it. And so then, and then like the Play-Doh kind of formed this dough, but then I realised at the end that I hadn't put any colouring in. So then I tried to put the colouring in after the fact and it all just kind of like swirled around and then got all over my hands and then my son was freaking out that I had like got really blue hands and then he was like, the Play-Doh's supposed to be blue. I'm like, mm, and I'm looking at it, it's got like streaks of blue and he wanted a purple one and it was just black. I'm like, I'm really and I just thought, yeah, but he coped. He survived. Yeah, well, you I'm go. building See? a resilient. You human. are. You are indeed. You are. I am. No, yeah, major parenting fail. <laughs> well, I think it's exciting you're having a girl. Yeah, I'm actually kind of wrapped about it. And I thought actually the other thought I had was, you need to have a daughter because then they can continue this podcast legacy after we go. Correct. And they can call us unpro- like unprogressive and backward in yes! our thinking. <laughs> Correct. (laughs) And also I think how great, what a time to be, I mean, I know there's lots of negative things around at the moment, but what a time to be a woman, Mm. you know, with a mother like you and and, and a dad like your Goran and just, but living in this time now where you feel this energy of women kind of swelling, what a kind of amazing time to give birth to a girl. Oh, yeah. In a, in a. This year. I feel like this is the year of the girl. It is. I mean, it's not technically. It's the year of the pig. (laughs) In the Chinese calendar. Girls and boy pigs? Yes, girls and boy pigs. Okay. Correct. Well, I don't know. Maybe it is girl pigs. But it is the year of the pig this year. On some level, I I feel like I have a greater sense of obligation now to set the right example Mm. and set her on the path. To some sort of greatness, no pressure. <laughs> no pressures. I mean, keep her alive yeah. too. But on top of that, yeah, exactly. Just make her the most outstanding Michelle Obama-esque person that has ever walked the earth. Should be an astronaut, and then when she retires from astronauting, become president of Australia, and somehow in that time have made sure that we're a republic yeah. at the end. Course. By the time she steps into her life. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I have no doubt she will become an astronaut. That would be so cool. <laughs> yes, correct. Be an astronaut, definitely. Gosh. Oh, dear. Yeah, it's got, it's, um, I'm so excited for you. Oh, thank you. That's really, it's amazing to me that you're having an actual human. I know. And I think the thing is now that we know the sex too, it's kind of making everything quite real. Mm. I think... I mean, the first scan was like, whoa, okay, so it's not like a blob, it's actually a person. Mm. Cool. And this time it's like, oh, wow, it's a person with what I believe to have a particular personality because, like, she moves around a lot. I'm like, oh, that's me. I'm like that. I'm hyperactive. That would make sense. And I was like, oh, and she's a lady. That's she's very polite. (laughs) It's funny you should say that because when I was pregnant with our son, he Mm. did not move around that much. (laughs) He's very active now though. He's pretty active, yeah. He's pretty active Mm. but he's sort of similar to his dad. Like his dad will only move around when he really needs to, (laughs) when he's forced to. When it's 43 degrees and he needs to go to the shopping centre because it's the only cool place. Correct, exactly, (laughs) to buy some clothes too. Yeah, so, no, it is really interesting. I do think personality, I even think the way people are born um, sometimes can reflect their personality too, like whether they're born early or Mm -hmm. whether overdue or how the birth was. Like my sister, for example, Mm -hmm. has always been into fashion Mm -hmm. and her obstetrician was at a black tie event when my mum went into labour and delivered her in tails with like a bow tie. What? Yes. 
Yeah, that and is she amazing. still works in fashion now. That is incredible. I know. I mean, I don't know if it works for me because I was two weeks early and I've never been early <laughs> to anything. <laughs> but I do love getting in and out and seeing things. I like getting out there. Yeah. So maybe I was like, I'm ready. I want to see all these people. Yeah, I reckon. Super mm. excited. Super excited. Mm. Super excited to get out there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we did have a topic though. Yes. And I'm sort of blown away by your news. No, so. I'm so excited. <laughs> my God. Think of all the music. Oh, think, my God. Oh, and all the fashion. You're so good at fashion. You'll be a great mum for a girl. You'll be so good with the fashion. Well, the thing, the other thing is, I don't know whether you know this, but I actually really hate the colour pink. And oh. specifically... Baby pink. To anyone out there who may be a friend of mine and wants to be sweet and give me a gift, if you give me pink, I'll throw it in your face. (laughs) It's just, I don't know what it is that puts me off. And it's so ridiculous because people should be able to like whatever colour they like. Like I've got a good friend of mine, my good friend James, not your husband man James, but another friend James. Good solid name. Good solid name. He has a real issue with the colour orange. (laughs) It's like, I just don't like it. Why? He's like, I don't know. I'm like, that's how I feel. <laughs> Makes no sense whatsoever. <laughs> but sometimes we just don't like the things yeah. we don't like and that is fine. So I went to, um, so today we went, after we went to the ultrasound, we had to go to the, went to the local Kmart for those, mm. it's like a big department store. What's the equivalent? Target. They've yeah. got Target. Yeah, there. yeah, exactly the same thing. To get stuff because we're also moving house at the same time. Because, you <gasps> so know. close to us. Mm-hmm. So two months to go. Oh, and yeah. um, so I went straight to the baby section, obviously. Mm. And um, half of the clothes were pink. Yeah, I know. I know. Mm. I was speaking to my other friend, Ellen, who mm. consequently is also a podcaster now on The Millennial Tribe. Mm, I was listening to it. that. That's hilarious. It's really fun, yeah. isn't it? Doing so well. Um, and they've both just had girls. Uh-huh. Two, like a couple of weeks apart, the two sisters, Amy and Ellen. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's um, Ellen's second girl. Anyway, mm-hmm. but she's, she, and I totally agree with this, is of the mindset that girls should be able to wear whatever colour they like. Totally. Same as boys. And then I actually think blue is a really, like, beautiful colour. Oh, totally. And Absolutely. And she painted her nursery like an eggshell blue, oh. and it was beautiful. And um, but she's often saying that too that you end up there's so many kind of like ridiculously frilly, ginormous bows. Every pair of leggings everywhere. for girls had tutus attached to them, yeah. and I was like, "What is going on here?" It's not very practical. It's not. No. But also, what if you're just not into ballet or dancing? Yeah, I've got this tutu. Going around. I know, and then you see women, like women. I'm talking about women and they're like two-year-olds. <laughs> but when they're kind of what, they just want to be active and move around. Mm. And being in a dress is really annoying. They look yes, super cute and there are beautiful dresses and mm. things. But I think for every day girls want to be comfy and in pants and totally. you know, rolling around. Totally, yeah. Yeah. So I also, there, I also have clearly some anxiousness about gendering and having a child that feels pressure to be. Mm. Sort of stereotypically feminine. Yeah. And what if she's not into that? Well, this is the thing. You know? I know. I mean, I feel the same for my son on the other side of mm. it. He's really into dinosaurs and dragons and rah at the moment. <laughs> in my head, I'm like, have we done this to him? Have I? Have we watched? Because we've watched things that have got like very quite kind of rough and tumble and fighting at creatures and planet Earth mm. and all this stuff that he loves. And I worry that like there's too he's being too aggressive, but then James is like, no, he is who he is, mm. and I think, yeah, but and I I do think there's more pigeonholing for little girls, but I think it's changing. I think there's a lot more literature, yeah. a lot more yeah. fun, and you can have fun to raise a girl that's strong and independent. Well, and that's like, the thing. It's it's sort of like uh, you want them to achieve, and I think with every child parents probably have this hope for their child. You want them to achieve everything. You have all these hopes and dreams for them and the life that you want them to live and you want them to achieve all those things without having the stress or heartache of having to go through it like you'd sort of said before. Mm. So I was like, how do you get to that place? Do you know what I mean? Without the struggle. Mm. And how does your heart not break for them when things don't quite go right? I know. I think the answer is it does break. Oh, God. I know. 
Okay, going back to listening to some 90s hip hop. I don't want to depress you. I'm sorry. No, no, no. It's Part, not. Look, parenting, mm. I don't know. I think it's different for everyone and it depends mm. on the human that you get. Mm. And that's what's kind of incredible. You get this kind of fully, not fully formed, but this little person who's got a, their own life and world and personality kind of, and you have some influence on it. But my one of my lovely friends, Alicia, said to me once that she realised fairly early on that her job wasn't to kind of mould and shape this person as it was more to guide them and support yeah. because yeah. they often have such strong opinions and ideas of their own and mm. who they are. It's kind of exciting. Well, yeah. Mm. One of my colleagues actually, he's got a little girl and a little boy and he just, I mean, look, obviously everyone likes to give you their two cents. Mm. And he said, I don't, he's like, I'm not really in the business of giving people parenting advice, like, but the way that I see it is... Um, He's like, you need to give them the tools and the infrastructure to be good people and to contribute to society in a meaningful way. And once they know how to do that, you need to get out of their way and allow them to do it. Mm. And sometimes that means they'll fail. But if you give them the right building blocks and they're going to succeed eventually. Mm. It's like, so, you know, just take take solace in that. And I was like, oh, you're so wise. Oh, you're a wise so person. Wise. It's already making me feel better. <laughs> That's great. See? I know. See? He's got all the building blocks already. He, yeah. Like uh, I'm sure probably literally he probably has building he blocks. Yeah, quite a lot yeah. of building <laughs> blocks. A lot of Lego actually, Duplo <laughs> to be exact. <laughs> we built a crocodile cage over the holidays. Oh, One fun. of our friends came over and built it with him. He loves that thing. Oh, really? Oh, man. Yep. <laughs> Crazy. Um, I wanted to kind of actually move on to our, our topic. Sure. But I don't want to deep dive into it, um, mm-hmm. but I – I did text you this week mm. that I wanted to talk about anxiety, mm-hmm. which kind of I think links in a little bit to what you've been saying because <laughs> nothing makes you more anxious than being responsible for the life of another human <laughs> being. <laughs> um, yeah, and one of the reasons I was thinking about it a lot, mm-hmm. I was reflecting on what I wanted to talk about at the start of this new year and then what my word of the year was going to be and I've chosen it, it's courage. Mm-hmm. And the reason I chose courage is because over the last, towards the end of last year, I feel like the world is in a kind of scary place. Mm. And, it, you know, we've talked about this before. There's a lot of instability. There's, a, there's this feeling of there's a dog barking. Cool. Yeah, you're accurate, that dog. well-timed. Well-timed. It's an excellent scary noise you just made. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Very scary and atmospheric. I don't know. I just feel like I, I saw um, Glennon Doyle, who I love, mm-hmm. um, write a quote about how if you're finding things hard, it's because you're paying attention. Mm-hmm. And sometimes, Chanel, I'm really exhausted with paying attention yeah. to yeah. everything. And James said this thing to me today. He's been watching through The Good Place. Oh, I love that show. Yeah. Yeah. So good. Amazing. Uh, she's, it's, what's her name? Kristen Bell. Mm. Oh, so brilliant. Mm. So fun. Um, anyway, there's an episode he's up to where they find out that no one has been let into heaven for 500 years. Mm-hmm. And the reason being that it's so, it's almost impossible now to be a good person because if you buy someone a bunch of flowers 500 years ago, that was like, cool, you bought some flowers, that's really nice. Mm-hmm. But now it's like, where have those flowers come from? What is the carbon footprint? <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> were they ethically grown? Do, what kind of water did they use? You know, are they, you know, all of that kind of stuff. Oh um, my goodness. And yeah. how much money did they cost to consumerism? And so, anyway, it's just a show, Mm-mm. it's not real life. But it did make me, it, all of that is kind of weighing on me a bit that I get kind of scared about and, and confused about what is the right decision to make mm. or, or um, will things be okay for the planet and our world. And sometimes, as we've discussed before, I can like have a panic attack in Kmart about <laughs> like, I just want to buy some nice toy, like toys yeah. for my son, but should I do it? Consumer is it like the whole thing? Where have they been bought? Um, yeah, and I guess so. This general level of anxiety, because mm. I know that's something that you struggle with. Too. Oh, absolutely. And sometimes I have to. So I mean, I guess for me, I think about those things. Um, not that level of granular, granularity when it comes to going to came up for toys. I'm sure I'll get there at some point. <laughs> 
um, but about other things. And sometimes I feel crippled by the weight of having to make the decision. So sometimes I don't do anything about it, which is why I don't start things in the first place. <laughs> <laughs> you would think my anxiety would make me not do things, but no, no, it's more, it's more like when I'm in the middle of it. That's when it, when it's going, actually what's very interesting is when it's starting to go really well. Because you, you worried about it failing after that point in time. that's what it is. Yeah, yeah be. because then you've got a thing. Mm. Like you, once you start a thing, it's at the bottom. It's mm. fresh. It's new. It doesn't mm. matter because mm. it's fresh and new. Mm. Now you've done 60 episodes. Holy shit. And then people have expectations yeah. and that's what they ask you about and you're like, shit, what do I do yeah. if I don't want to do it anymore? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And people rely on you mm. and you've built something. And so then there's all those impending thoughts. And I guess I want to make it clear, and we talked about this too, that there's a difference between sort of feeling anxious mm. about things or worrying and mm. then there's clinical anxiety yeah. which people yeah. are diagnosed with that can be medicated and if you do suffer from anxiety, it's really important in a medical sense mm. to go and talk to your GP if you're worried that it's more than your normal level mm-hmm. of kind of worry about things mm-hmm. um, and that that can result in panic attacks and depression and all, all sorts, sorts of things. things. Yeah, and there's lots of ways to manage anxiety, uh, medication being one of them, but there's a whole bunch of other tools you can use like cognitive behavioural ther- like behavioral therapy or just literally going to speak to a psychologist about the things that are concerning you. Um, like there's all sorts of ways that you can kind of deal with like I guess what is kind of paralysing you. Because mm. I think the thing is when you get to that point where the anxiety is crippling, it stops you from being able to be in any way productive and that's yeah. not that's not healthy or good good for you or for the people no. around you that love you and worry about you. So, mm. yeah. Yeah, I listened to an Osher Gunsberg um, podcast because he suffers from anxiety but mm-hmm. on a big scale mm. and clinically and um, has sort of grandiose sort of um, ideas of disaster and things. Mm-hmm. But he said he would get in a sort loop about climate change mm-hmm. and then that's his, kind of his obsession and his mm-hmm. worry. Mm-hmm. Um, and he said something kind of interesting I want your opinion on. Mm. He said that he thinks this is just his opinion, Mm -hmm. that the rise in levels of anxiety in people is that, you know, back in the day, those humans that were a bit more kind of alert to dangers were the ones that survived. Oh. And then over thousands of years that's like So you think it's an evolutionary thing? Well, look, this is not scientific. (laughs) It's just his opinion that I borrowed. Yeah. But I thought that was a really interesting idea that the people that – you know, went and explored and did all these courageous things were mm. also the people that were probably quite alert to their surroundings and weren't going to get eaten by, I don't know, dinosaurs? Mm. No, people and dinosaurs weren't around. <laughs> things that eat humans. Things that eat humans. Mm. Giant wombats, which I found out were a thing recently Giant in Australia. Giant wombats. Did you see my Instagram post? It was a, it, there were wombats the size of cars in <gasps> Australia. That's terrifying. I know. We got to sit not on an actual one but like a statue, a, real, a life-size statue of one at Heels of Sanctuary. Oh, my God. Also, they carry their baby wombats in a pouch on their bottom and the wombat faces out. That is actually adorable. <laughs> that is the cutest thing I think I've ever heard in my entire life. Because, do you know why? Because they're always digging and so if the baby was facing forward, they'd be dirt. like. <laughs> <laughs> that is so cute. I think that I just did like a mimic of a baby wombat <laughs> chewing on some dirt. <laughs> But, you, you know, you wouldn't do it. It's a good sound effect. I liked it. Thanks, mate. Sorry about the saliva noises. Oh, yeah. yeah, so you wouldn't do that. So that's why evolutionary-wise they face around the other way. There you go. There you go. Yeah, I thought that was really interesting. I mean, I think I think being alert to danger is always a good thing. You don't want to just, like, walk into a dark alley in the middle of the night. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you no. don't want to walk into dangerous situations if you can avoid no. them or at least find a way to defend yourself if you need Correct. to. So I can I, I can see the logic behind yeah. that. And I guess also maybe because as like animal beings, people mm. that we are, we are programmed to look for dangers and assess things and yep. make sure and do the best that we can to stay safe. Yep. And at the moment... There's so much different messaging about about mm. what is the right way to be, what are the right ways to keep safe, what are the right ways mm. to be a good person. And the, the world from a Western perspective where we live anyway, as much as my day-to-day life is actually just really pleasant and lovely. Yeah. I mean it's 45 degrees today but, mm. you know, it's pleasant but you – 
you can't help but take on this kind of low level of like, what is happening? Like mm. shit's getting real. You I know. think the more educated you are about things, the more anxious you become too. Because oh. you're just aware of the problems. You're aware of the realities, I guess. Um, but yeah. yeah, absolutely. Mm. You'd think you'd think in an affluent society that we live in, where we have sort of um, very a good standard of living, that we should actually generally be happier people. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't seem to be that way. <laughs> <laughs> like the more you have, the more you stand to lose. Or mm. is that it? Or yeah. Or we look at our phones too much. Or definitely. Well, that's a given. Yeah. That's problem. That's quite problematic. I reckon actually. Mm. I, I mean, I I think for me, it's too much. It can be too much TV. Uh, but then again, also for me, sometimes that forms as a serve serves as a form of escapism. Um, yes. Because I'm quite picky with things I watch and quite often I'll opt to just watch the same stuff over again because I know what the ending is <laughs> so I can manage it. <laughs> like, in fact, actually this morning, oh, I was such a bad idea. I need to stop doing this. I, this morning I was up. I was up bold and the beautiful early. I'm just going to put it out there. <laughs> Whoa. I was up babe. at 7am because Whoa. I just was and it was hot and, you know, I was up earlier than that and... um the storyline today was one of the main um, characters goes into labour with a girl and loses the baby. Oh, so by the end of it, I was like crying. And Goran's like, why are you watching this? This is ridiculous. So obviously, obviously like a sane person, I went into that ultrasound thinking, I hope everything's all right in there. Yeah. <laughs> because, you know, on Bold and the Beautiful. Yeah, this Hope morning. just lost her daughter. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh god yeah and then that's forefront in mind because you take on that emotion yeah. of that that's like bird box oh my I god i couldn't believe when you texted me and said i was up because you texted me at like 4 a.m i was like what is she doing texting me at 4 a.m i mean but i'm up because i've had a nightmare because i watched this like bird box movie on netflix and sandra bullock stars in it and she's brilliant Gosh, and she's so like, believable that yeah. You feel like the world has turned into a place where you can no longer go outside without a blindfold on because there's some, like, ginormous demon that is, if you look at will make you just, like, want to jump oh off gosh. a bridge or something. I won't spoil it any more than that. If, I mean, and look, it's a, to be fair, it's a quite a great, like, it's a great script and mm. she's brilliant in it. It's a lot. But though. you feel quite unwell watching the whole thing and just wanting the thing to be resolved. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It sits somewhere... In the back of your brain. I see. Do you know what I mean? Like for mm, me anyway, mm. that fight or flight, yeah. something about it. I'm so exactly the same as you. Mm. I use TV as escapism. Mm. It's like a little, it's like a pressure valve. Mm. Like I don't drink, I don't smoke. Well, okay, mm. no, I do drink occasionally, mm. but not very often. I wouldn't open a bottle of wine after like on a regular day. Mm. But a, but exercise is my other pressure valve. Yeah. But TV is like my happy place. Yeah, yeah. And I don't like bird boxes in my happy place. Yeah, exactly. I think that's the thing is you've got to be choosy with the kind of stuff you watch. But I guess with your phone and stuff, it can be the same thing in that like it can bring on um, feelings of anxiety or it can reduce anxiety depending on what you choose to consume. So you have to be as picky with that as you do with television. I think the mm. difference with with your phone is that because this. There's just such a plethora of information, especially on social media. There's a very good chance that even in this sort of very well curated feed that you might have, like something bad's going to slip in there and that's the thing that you'll catch. Do you know what you mean? Do you know what I mean? Yeah, Yeah, it's been happening to me recently because as people who've listened to this show for a very long time, Thank you so much. It's mainly us just rambling. Yeah. So we really appreciate it. Sorry about that whole, you know, high and low and then almost teary and then strange aggressive hip hop into the microphone. <laughs> oh. Hey, it's it's all content. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. Um, we're losing our minds. Mm. Yeah. I, what were you talking about? We were talking mm. about, oh, oh, yeah, content. So mm. I've really curated purposefully mm-hmm. my Instagram feed mm-hmm. to make sure and I don't really look at Facebook all that often and yeah. I don't really go on Twitter very often anymore because I don't like the amount of raging arguments are, that are on there and I I have the to use it for people work. people say sometimes. I know. I just, like, uh, this is on a slightly different topic but um, because I was also, I was up bold and the beautiful early, I was also up morning show early 
which would have been like 6 o'clock in the morning. Mm. And I happened to catch something, not not this morning but sort of earlier in the week, and there was something about um, some news presenter. She um, was a picture of her was taken by the Daily Mail mm. and she was touching her stomach. So they're like, oh, pregnancy rumours for blah, blah, blah. And um, so she responded to this tweet, I think it was from the Daily Mail or someone, a journalist maybe, saying, no, 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 uh, it's not that. Um, I just really enjoyed my breakfast. That's why I'm touching <laughs> my stomach. And some anonymous person tweeted back, well, if you're touching your stomach, what do you expect us to think? And oh, I'm like, Lord. why do you care? Yeah. You. What? She wasn't like she was like and touching my stomach. Photo anyone? Yeah. Like honestly, I know it can get really kind of crazily nasty and horrible. My and goodness, I know. Yeah. And and in saying that as well, there's lots of wonderful, oh, totally stuff Absolutely. and yeah. advocacy on there. And our Planet Broadcasting group has just been so lovely, and people always leave me lovely comments. So mm. I do dip into Twitter. But I try hard to just – I really look at Instagram when I – and mm. curate that feed so that I can just see images that are, that I either inform me mm. in a way that I feel like is good quality journalism mm. and important to be across some of the issues mm-hmm. or their body positive sites or their people that motivate me around my work or people mm. I find funny and quite a lot of women and, you know, people that have got a diverse range of backgrounds and – comedians and writers, so people that inspire me. So I go on Instagram because I'm like, right, I need a bit of like inspiration Mm. or a bit of a pet me up because I'm working today and, you know, in the house and need to kind of feel like a part of a bit of a community. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, But I've still noticed that there will be sort of quite distressing ads that can pop up. Oh, yeah. And, I mean, it's for charities and I I understand what they're doing because it like uh, um, there's obviously – you know, issues in the world that we really need to care about. Yeah. But I know that. Yeah. And so when it's sort of paid advertising and then you see a video of something quite distressing mm. in a space that you feel like you've curated so that, yeah, I don't know. I, I do think social media is sort of something that's a necessary tool and wonderful mm. but something that you need to think about carefully around your mental And we all know that mm. around your mental health. Um, and discussions about those world issues are warranted and necessary and need to happen. But on some level, like, you also need to be in the right headspace to have them. Yeah. So if you're using it as, um, like, a tool to help calm mm. yourself and bring yourself back to a place of balance and maybe give yourself a bit of a pep up, um, sometimes it's not necessarily the right place to go, depending. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's obviously there's lots of variables, but. Yeah. Um, there is a risk that it could, you know, make it worse. Yeah. I just sometimes feel like I would love to not care about everything so much. You know, some people seem to be just don't, I don't know. Yeah, don't, they do, yeah. And not. And they seem very happy. They're very kind. They're very lovely. They treat people nicely. It's not that they're not nice people. It's just that they don't have to care about everything quite as much. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, yeah, no, I do. I understand. I do. I have lots of friends that are like that um, and they don't seem to allow things to worry them the way that I allow things to sort of get to me. I think especially sometimes when it comes to feminist issues, I feel like in some situations I'm this crazy person that is seeing all this inequality and no one else seems to worry too much about it. Yes. I'm like, don't you worry about the injustice? Yeah, sometimes, not really. <laughs> You know, you're like, I, I just in, in and in my mind, I'm flabbergasted. Like, I can't understand that. But yeah, um, I mean, I'm just not designed that way. I don't think. No. Yeah. Okay. No, you're definitely not. <laughs> not and neither are you. No, that's true. And that's, I guess, also yeah. why it's so great to have your friends here and why yeah. I love this podcast too, because yeah. we get to just sit in a room and talk about all of this stuff <laughs> that I bring up in front of my other friends, and they're like, um. Past the deaf and wild. Yes. And that's fine too because totally. it's great to have different friends mm. and all of that stuff. But, yeah, I know I get so worked up about feminism and, mm. and you know, want to make sure that we don't lose the rights that we have and, mm. you know, be strided and be out there mm. and all of that stuff. And then being on holidays I was like, oh, just 
take some time out at the beach. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, just before we finish, Mm. one thing that I've started doing Mm -hmm. to sort of help with my mental health and for anyone else who's feeling like their worries are on top of worries, Mm -hmm. I leave my phone. I shouldn't. Yeah, I I leave my phone at home or I put it in a pocket Mm -hmm. so I'm not listening to anything. Mm -hmm. Um, And I just go for a walk in the morning. It's like 6 a.m. or earlier than that Mm -hmm. or a bit later than that. Just early in the morning where it's really quiet Mm. and I take my dog. I do not take my son or Mm. anyone else with me. And I don't go for very long because I was putting all this pressure on myself that, you know, you need to get up and go for a run at 6 a.m. No, it's not to do exercise. I mean, obviously it's nice to move your body in the morning, Mm. but it's not to do exercise or Mm. get anything particularly like move some muscles. And I go to the gym later in the day. Mm. It's just like a 15-minute walk. Serving a different purpose for you. Yeah. It's just like looking at the trees and walking around the block. Well, I try to, I mean, and I go through phases because a lot of the time I walk to and from work every day. So it's about 20 minutes there and 20 minutes back. Um, A lot of the time I do listen to podcasts, but sometimes I just don't feel like it. I'm like, sometimes I just want to absorb life. I want to see what's going on around me and be in the moment. And it's a nice feeling sometimes. Yeah. I think some. I think we can sort of be removed from reality a bit when we sort of use all these, like, devices and things to help us kind of cope or absorb. Entertain ourselves. Yeah, like, we yeah. don't want to be bored any tiny minute of any time of the day. Like like there's nothing wrong with sometimes just contemplating existence like in the world around you and just being observant and looking around and seeing what's going on. Yes, it's so true. Because I think we do, I think sometimes I think I'm, I certainly do feel like I miss out on stuff. Like and I've noticed actually now and maybe this is just my age talking, Claire, it might be. But I have no... <laughs> But I have noticed in the service industry, a lot of customers will have earphones or headphones on when they're being served by people. Mm. And and I'm like, what are you doing? Surely it is possible for you to have an eight-second interaction with this person that is actually serving serving you. Like I used to, well, I used to work in a checkout, used to work at Coles when I was a teenager. I would have been so offended if... I was at the checkout and everybody was just on the phone. In fact, there was like the last time I went to the supermarket, there was a woman on the phone. And she didn't greet the woman packing her stuff and then pointed out the mistake she made and didn't say thank you. And I was like, lady, you're a jerk. That's a jerky thing to do. <laughs> that is. That's a real jer- beef jerky yeah, of beef. a move there, it woman. Is. It is a beef jerky. It move. is. Oh gosh. Do you know? And I have been guilty of that mm. because I work at a cafe sometimes and so I have my headphones in mm-hmm. and I don't need to have headphones in because I'm not – sometimes I am listening for audio mm-hmm. um, ads or whatever but mm-hmm. often I'm just working yeah. and I have them in and I felt that like – and I love the people at my local cafe. cafe. Mm. They're so nice and I'll have a little chat with them mm. and it feels weird like if they bring the food and I've got to take my headphones, I'll be like, sorry. And yeah. and you're right, I sort of like today I went and got my toes done. Oh, very They're nice. They're so fancy. Oh, they are. They look Ooh, delightful. I know, so fancy. Don't look at my feet. Yeah. awful right now. What? Your nails are beautiful. Oh, oh my hands are fine. It's just the, the – Oh, they're me. terrible. Mm. No, I'm joking. <laughs> Oh, God, how could you leave the house like that? Get out of this studio. No, I can't even see them actually from here. Um, yeah, but I, w- I was looking around and realised that I used to go to the, like years ago, I would go and it would be a real treat and I would just sit, maybe flick through a terrible magazine, but just enjoy the the, the, the massage chair yeah, yeah, and like yeah. getting my toes done and the like, water and be like, ah. And now I go there and I'm like, this is taking far too long. Yeah. It's half an hour. What am I doing? I brought my Kindle. I brought my phone. I had my headphones and I was looking. There was another woman who was trying to work on her phone with her headphones in while she was getting her hands manicured. So she's got headphones in. She's like one hand and then she's like using the other one and then she'd have to swap fingers and like oh it was this whole debacle. And I thought to myself, that's ridiculous. <laughs> that is getting next level ridiculous. Are we so time poor that we can't like – actually allow the people that we're asking to perform a service for us to perform it the way that it's meant to be done. Yeah, and yeah, yeah exactly. Like, and just like, like, give me a manicure, but don't 
talk don't, to me. Yeah, don't talk to me. And also, don't allow me um, unfettered access to my, like, allow me with unfettered access to my hands because I'm going to need them to do my job while you're doing that at the same time. Is that okay? Yeah, exactly. It doesn't make any sense. No. And even though I think running your own business and running your own thing means you do need to multitask. Yeah. But I am over the idea, I think, that we should be filling up our lives every second oh of every goodness. day with it. Like because at the end of the day you're not productive for like 12 hours. You know, you're going to have to have breaks. There has to be time where you just do one thing. And what are you crowding out by filling up every second of your time? Mm. Like what, do you, what in your brain are you crowding out or are you trying to crowd out by busying yourself to that degree? Mm. That's the thing I wonder because I figure – if you've got concerns or stresses or emotional things that are sort of weighing on you, you can busy yourself but eventually it will all catch up with you anyway, mm. possibly in circumstances where you don't have the control or the ability to be able to process them in a safe way. Correct. So sometimes giving yourself that breather, being a little bit bored, I don't know, mm. not having every minute of your day sort of accounted for is is it's a good thing. Give yourself some go outside and smell the roses, isn't that what they say? Exactly. Mm. Yeah, you're totally right because your body will catch up with you mm. at inopportune times. Like when I was in Myers and had a panic attack. <laughs> <laughs> you got wheeled out and nearly knocked over a, like a little old nonna. <laughs> while well, they wheeled me out in a wheelchair. I was actually fine. <laughs> but yeah, you're right because you can't you, yeah, we're not. I don't think as human beings we are designed to work at that level no. every minute of the day. It yeah. doesn't. And I and I know there's this whole like achieve, achieve, achieve. Yeah. But I love there was a poet that died recently, Mary Oliver, mm-hmm. who I had never heard of. Mm-hmm. But she said that quote, uh, and I'm going to get it wrong, but it was something along the lines of, "What are you going to do with your one wild and precious life?" Yeah. And when I read that quote, I, th- I thought about it as, oh, inspiring and mm. what are we going to do and how many things are we going to build and CEOs are we going to be? Mm. And then what she actually said when she died, I saw another tweet, I shared it on Instagram, mm-hmm. that it, Mary Oliver's actual perspective was walk through the fields, you know, notice mm. things, be present. <laughs> That's what she meant. Mm. What are you going to do with this wild and, you know, incredible life? Mm. Spreadsheets? <laughs> You know, or like Instagram, yeah. like and yeah. and all of those things yeah. add to our life. But I think, yeah, you know, at at a certain point, just get your nails done, and just do that. Just yeah, literally, just do that. Go there and get your nails done. Yeah, go just out for brunch. I went through a phase actually where I used to take my phone and a novel to a cafe around the corner from my house, and then I realised I wouldn't even read a single page of it. Because I would just browse the internet on my phone. (laughs) And I remember, like, I saw the same guy, the same waiter, like, every Saturday for, like, a month. And he's like, how's that book going? (laughs) (laughs) And I was like, well, terribly because I'm getting distracted. And he's like, I have a secret. So he pulls out this Nokia 5110. (laughs) (laughs) The old analogue phone, he's like, you know what I can do with this? Send text messages, play, make phone calls and sometimes play Snake. <laughs> and that oh, is it. Oh, I miss those days. And he's like, it's the best thing I've ever done because I am very easily distracted like you. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. I was like, oh, maybe I need to get myself one of those phones. Yeah, I miss. I loved that phone. Mm. I actually have a real hate for my iPhone. Oh, do you? Like a visceral, get away from me, <laughs> except I love you. But get away from me, but I love you kind of feeling. Yeah. And it's why I often run the battery down. <laughs> James is always like, plug your freaking phone in. I'm like, oh, yeah, it's so annoying when it dies. But I know subconsciously it's because I just, it's always there. Yeah. Like I'm like, 
And it's like following me around, not literally following me, but you know, Mm. there's all the pop-ups and the things that happen and I use it for work. It's an amazing tool. I can answer emails everywhere and it allows me to work from anywhere. It's incredible and the Mm. knowledge and stuff is incredible. But yeah, I would prefer a 5210. Mm. Mm. I really liked that phone. I used Mm -hmm. to drop it out of taxis all the time. And I bet it was indestructible, right? It was. It used to fall apart and I'd just like click it all back (laughs) Yes. It was so wonderful. 3 a.m. I always remember because I was like 18 or something and going out clubbing for the first time. Mm. I dropped that phone, was dropped in loos, in <laughs> all kinds of spaces. Worked fine. You drop that phone once if you don't have a smash-proof cover. That's yeah. it. Yeah. So, yeah. So, anyway, so I guess the takeaway, what's our takeaway about all of this? That you're having a girl. I'm having a girl. I need to um, buy her a 5210. Buy her a 5210. Just... Take a moment to take in and process things and not feel like I have to distract myself with stuff in an effort to kind of cope because it's temporarily numbing, I think, and eventually I'll need to feel the feels. I think that was good for me, the car trip here, actually. It was like a roller coaster of emotions <laughs> and then it ended with aggressive rap at the end. It's quite a good little... A little way to finish off. Yeah, I think it's well-rounded. It's well-rounded. What about you? Um, Yeah, I like that idea of feel all the feels Mm. um, and do one thing at a time. Yeah. Yeah. Just do one thing at a time. Whatever happened to that? Just the one thing. Just the one thing. And just do, just make the thing. Yes, correct. Just keep making the thing Mm -hmm. and plodding along and it doesn't have to all be done now. No. And it's going to be okay. Because you know what I've noticed my brain also does, and maybe it's because I've been on holidays, I've had more time for my brain to do this. Mm. Often it will go, oh, that person must not like me. Or this mm. per- I've done this thing yeah. that's wrong. Or like, Ugh, I wonder what that person is thinking about the thing that I said to them 18 months ago. <laughs> Most people are not thinking about any of those things. No. And I just, I, I'm saying it to remind anyone else who out there who feels like mm. that, that in actuality everyone else is the star of their own movie. Correct, yep. Their own, they're Sandra Bullock's in their own bird box. Yeah. But not in, hopefully you're not in a bird box-esque <laughs> life film. Um, you know, and to just be kind. Yeah. Be kind yeah. to ourselves. That's nice. I like that. Yeah. Who run the world? Girls. Girls. <laughs> <laughs> I'm wanting to go up high. Is it who run the world? Girls. Girls. What is it? Who run the world? Girls. No, yeah. it's definitely low. I think it's low. <laughs> I'm sorry, Colin. Yeah, yeah, I think it is low actually. Yeah, it is. It's a really good song. It's great. Mm. Oh, gosh, I'll have to think of all the feminists. Played it today. Gordon didn't get it for the first couple of, I think he was like quietly hyperventilating. And I was like, can I put something on Spotify? And then he was like, sure, because we were in the car on the way back. And then um, I took maybe 10 seconds and he started laughing. And he was like, oh, I just got the joke. (laughs) (laughs) And I was like, it's going to be fine. He's like, I know. He's like, I just don't know what to do with girls. I'm not used to them. I'm like, you're married to one, you loser. (laughs) (laughs) It'll be good for him. I reckon. Yeah, I was like, they can still play sport. Like, they still have arms and legs. It's going to be all right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, he's, he'll be great. But it would be daunting, yeah. I guess. I think because he's also only ever had brothers as oh, well. True. And they have their big group of high school mates. Boys, yeah. None of which are girls by choice, you know what I mean? No. We're all, we're all married into the group or, you know, are there yeah. by relationship. Um. So it has been a very sort of, I guess, a male-dominated situation for him for a very long time. So it would be an adjustment. Yeah. The same with me if I found out we were having a boy. I'd be like, so how? Penises. Yes. <laughs> so gonads, hey, on the outside, what do what you do? <laughs> I know. It's a, it's, a, it's a whole new world. Oh, God. <laughs> I know. You know what? I do sometimes mm. think that the universe sometimes give you th- gives you things for a reason too. Oh, totally. You know. I reckon he'll be a great dad. I reckon oh, he'll end I, up being I, like. I have absolutely, like, I have no doubt that he will actually really enjoy himself. I think I think he will be surprised at how much he likes it. And I think every man I know that ends up having a daughter is just like, it's so awesome. Like, it's so yeah. awesome. I mean, it doesn't matter at the end of the day. No, it doesn't. Because they all have their own personalities they anyway. Do. They all come with their own unique bundle of things. And, yeah. Oh, it'll be gorgeous. Mm. I'll have to wait and see. 
okay, oh, I'm just thinking of all the feminist books and things yeah, we can give sorry. her. We can just make her into this, like, woman that we wish that we no, were. I was, like, I was like, so what are the schools in our zone area? Because we need to get her into a good school, otherwise she's not going to go to university and we need to get her into those top courses. And Gordon's like, holy hell, you need to calm down. <laughs> But I would be like, Mom, I want to drop out and study art in Nepal. Yeah. <laughs> it's all the yoga that you did. I'm yeah. just really zen. <laughs> we should be fine too. Yes. Exactly. It's all fine. It's all good. It's mm. all going to be okay. <laughs> we'll breathe. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Okay. And we're done. Okay. Bye, everybody. Bye. Happy 2019. Happy 2019. You have been listening to a podcast called Just Make the Thing with me, your host, Claire Tonti, and this week with my wonderful pal, Chanel Luchev, who always manages to cheer me up when I'm in a spot of worrying. If you would like to email the show, and we would absolutely love to hear from you, please email us at justmakethethingpod at gmail.com. For more stories from me, by me, follow me on Instagram at Claire Tonti. You can also head to the Planet Broadcasting website. We've got lots more shows just like this one, including the Millennium Divide. I would highly recommend going to check that one out. I produced that with three sisters and it's brilliant and very funny. And you can also find um, Mr. Sunday Movies and The Weekly Planet, my husband's content up on our site and go and listen to The Weekly Planet. It's a great show. Okay. That's it from me. As always, thank you to Raw Collings for editing this show and allowing me to keep making the thing every week. Talk to you soon. Bye. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm.